0: Good afternoon, and thank you so much for being with us on this Tuesday, March 21st. Another busy show ahead. We are starting, though, with a look at the Broadway corridor and specifically the number of four lease signs in that part of the city of Vancouver. And Neil Wiles is joining us, the executive director of the Mount Pleasant Business Improvement Association. Neil, thank you so much for taking some time. My pleasure. This is something I know that your organization has been looking at, and you talked about the number of for-lease signs and how it's gone up in January. The Business Improvement Association counted about 40 of those signs. They are are now counting at about 56. Uh, That seems like a lot of places that are empty and or for-lease at at the moment.
1: Exactly. Um, And these businesses just have quietly disappeared um, it was something I noticed as I traveled the line uh, from end to end and, uh, and and I put it out there because uh, 16 businesses in probably that many weeks is a shocking number.
0: And can you tell us exactly what area, I, I should have uh, mentioned this off the top, because Mount Pleasant is a, a big area, if, we, if we're looking kind of at Mount Pleasant East and West and with the, the Broadway corridor, what part of the corridor are you talking about?
1: Arbutus to Maine, the main The main part of of what is the Broadway line.
0: And do you get a sense or have you heard from business owners and uh, business uh, businesses uh, as to why they are kind of quietly shutting down?
1: They just can't afford it. I mean, costs are increasing uh, all over. Um, It's hard to get to these businesses. There's no parking, there's no stopping. Um, And for many of them, there's no support uh, from any level of government. But I think that um, in this case, all roads lead to the province.
0: And so when you put this out on social media, and that was one of one of the questions, or the question in this, the latest uh, point about the businesses, the for-lease signs, uh, the question was, when will the province help? What would you like to see the province do?
1: Well, the province has a long-standing policy of uh, no financial compensation for short-term business interruptions. Um, a... This is a five- to six-year project, Uh, so it's hard to say that it's short-term. And B, uh, the province has the pleasure of writing its own policy, so it gets to adhere to its own policy. Um, I think that at some point, they need to do something uh, for these folks, whether it's uh, tax relief, uh, which the province was able to figure out during COVID, Um, or, you know, if they don't want to do direct financial compensation. But they need to help these folks because it is the province who is literally blocking access to these businesses. Um, There's some businesses it's just very, very difficult to get to. And as a consumer, how many times will you be inconvenienced? I mean, you want to support these businesses, but you haven't got all day to be driving around and around and around trying to get to them.
0: And and that's certainly one of the points that's been raised about this as well. And especially, I think, if we're looking at the evenings or large portions of the Broadway Corridor, and I think people will understand, it is a huge project. There are going to be road closures. You can't have parking in all of the places where crews are working. But there are large sections of the corridor where there are the, the red covers on the parking meters that say no stopping anytime, but there is plenty of room, and there aren't crews actively there. Could there even be uh, changes made to that in that allow parking, even if it's in the evenings, or allow people to park at certain times so they are able to access those businesses?
1: Well, Broadway was a busy street before the Broadway Line construction, and it had those rush hour regulations on it. Those have been on there for ages. Um, At this point, uh, the City of Vancouver did a traffic study about volumes, Um, And it indicated a couple of blocks uh, between Main and Canby that could certainly uh, have parking restored. Uh, And it's a year later, and I think TransLink would like to have more study. I mean, would you like to just keep studying this until these businesses are gone, and then you don't need to do anything? Um, You're exactly right. Just remove some of the red hoods. I get it. Some of the construction needs are there. Um, But there's a couple of blocks in an eight-block stretch that you could see parking Uh, return to. And hopefully these businesses would see a nice little increase that would help them survive.
0: Uh, Is that the city though? Could that not, wouldn't that be the city council that would be able to, to go ahead and, and open up the parking? Or is it something that, that the province would still have to do that since it's a provincial project?
1: It is a provincial project. So that responsibility lies with TransLink and the province. The city has been Uh, a willing partner um with us the city has done everything within the city's power to do they've been great um you know they've helped in in a number of different ways but at this point all roads lead to province
0: I, I guess the city could. I, I don't imagine this would ever happen, but I do see, uh, because I, I, I do travel in that, that area quite often, and I've done this myself, people are stopping anyway and throwing the hazards on to run in and pick something up, whether it's picking up takeout or if you're running into a business. I, I, I guess the city could potentially turn a blind eye to that and not ticket in those scenarios, but but that too. I mean, not that that's a, a great scenario because then you're still, you're kind of encouraging people to park illegally, but it seems like there could be some things that the city could push for or could try and get to, to help ease those and help, uh, help the businesses.
1: I noticed that when I was uh, doing the for lease sign count. Like there's large delivery trucks just stopping and unloading and, and doing their deliveries because they have no other option.
0: Right. And and uh, yeah, and I don't know, maybe if somebody has been uh, given a ticket for that, let us know. But I, I've not seen people being ticketed at this point, at least when I've been out and in that area. Uh, Neil, do you look at this? And, and when we think back, it wasn't that long ago. There was a very similar story on the Canby Corridor when, well, I guess it was several years ago. But still, uh, I'm sure the businesses along Canby will remember the building of the Canada line. And And should we not have learned more lessons there on the impact on businesses?
1: You would hope we would have learned. I think the court case is still going on if it hasn't just wrapped up. So that would be 13, 14 years. Now, yeah, you would hope that we would have learned some lessons uh, along the way, but it doesn't seem like it
0: and so at this point uh, the count keeps going up like you said there were 40 for lease signs in january there are now at least 56 so what do you think of the, for the future of businesses and what is this corridor going to look like when this project is complete
1: when it's complete it's going to be great like we, there's no denying that but we don't want it to be a wasteland when we're done you know we need to we need to continue to make these areas thrive and survive. Otherwise, what are we building it for?
0: Right. Yeah. If you're building it, and, and suddenly there are, are, aren't businesses left. Uh, for the ones, though, that that are still there, what what might be the secret? Then, have you talked to your members or businesses that are able to stay open throughout this construction?
1: They're desperate. Uh, they're innovative. They're trying to find new ways to. You know, attract customers and get new people in. They're doing everything within their power uh, to do. Um, some of them are able to take advantage of the city's new uh, development relief tax program. Some of them cannot. Um, but at, at this point, I mean, they're they're desperate and they're hanging on. And the landlords are desperate for for tenants in these in these empty spaces. Um, you know, I, I know there's a few. Uh, unlicensed businesses along the way here um, because the landlords have no other options. It's like go empty and go broke um, because the mortgages need to be paid, right? The bill always comes due.
0: All right. Well, Neil, we'll leave it there for today, but I appreciate you taking the time and joining the show today. Thank you so much for talking about this. Thank you, Jill.